gentlemen, what's going on? I, I'm actually not off work. I'm in transit from another station to another. Got some dumb shit, like diversity training or some gay shit. You know how it is in these modern companies. Um, repeal the 19th. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't, I didn't just say that. Um, anyway, but y'all know how y'all know how it is, and you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. But that's not pressing at this moment. I want to address, and this episode's going to be about that, but I want to address the fact that people are trying to shame you into playing a rigged game. The game is fixed. Could you imagine if you openly knew that a game at a casino was fixed? Let's say the craps table, the blackjack table, whatever, right? You knew it was a straight-up jig, right? And the table had your mom and your brothers and your family around there, your friends, and the people at the surrounding, your loved ones that surround you at this table, quote unquote loved ones, and we'll get into that later, are all surrounding, standing at this table, demanding that you play. And if you don't fucking play, then you get hit with all the shaming lines. So the first part of this, I'm going to address shaming tactics, right? So it's all about, oh, real man this, real man that. Now, I, I think I've done episodes on the, the real man line, and I'll go in depth with how in the current you know climate it's being used, particularly as far as current events. So, I already talked about, and this is a black community specific issue, but in general, because I, th- I don't know if white men encounter this shit on a community level, like, okay, well, let's say, let's, I don't think, and y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, please do. I personally don't see or hear of non-black men dealing with the real man shaming tactics at a community level. A lot of times when I've seen or heard of white guys dealing with that is within the confines of a relationship or a woman trying to shame him into a marriage or, you know, that type of thing. But, like, literally black men face the real man shit, like, on a daily basis from random black women they don't even fucking know because there's a... I'll go into detail, and obviously I swagjacked this from Turd Fling and Monkey, so let me not even take credit for this, but it was it's often discussed, and I, I, I study human beings, I look at things like identities, norms, cultures, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying, perceptions, a national identity versus cultural identity or racial identity, and to get specific, the American black community has an s- extremely strong racial identity. Now, I've gone into detail why, but basically, long story short, or the uh, cliff notes on that, is American black people are cut off from, what, what am I trying to say? They are cut. They were cut off from their, their national culture. Now, be that, you know, people in black, black Americans are from different nations, or a lot of them are from a particular part of Western, yeah, Western Africa is moot. They, those things, that, that heritage completely lost. So the only identity American black people had was race. Unfortunately, it's become co-opted by the Democratic Party, which I'm not going to talk about because a lot of y'all may be liberals. Shout out to y'all. Um, outside of political difference, I don't I don't have a deep hatred for somebody who doesn't agree with my politics. My po- Most people's politics are based on their own personal preferences in life. Now, as I've gotten older, I've obviously built my own life, got my own resources and all that type of shit together, got my own interests and all that other stuff, right? And I have this stance, 
and some of y'all may not want this stand, so some of y'all may need the government, but I personally think the government is bad in almost everything, except maybe the military, they're not even all that good at that, but but basically the government's very inefficient, they're, they were inefficient at fighting poverty in the black community, they were inefficient at integrating these illegal immigrants, they're inefficient at instituting the, the war on drugs, they haven't done anything well, the DMV has ran poorly, there's nothing the government does where you can sit there and be like, oh, well, well this shit is a well-oiled machine, this is run quite well, the Senate is in shambles, the House is in shambles, the executive is fucking, it is what it is, and I like Trump more than I do the liberals, but at the end of the day, it's been a fucking shit show, but all that given, I have this personal political philosophy of the government needs to be shrunken and stay the fuck out of my personal life or professional life or businesses, marriages, everything. The government needs to get its fucking hands off. The government is not good at any of this. They should provide a military, taxes for the roads, etc. Whatever little, you know, daily city, which is probably a city and state tax anyway, and it's taken care of at the local level, and then you decentralize. You, decent, you can decentralize the Fed, but also keep it to where you don't have these states seceding as their own, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of states want to secede if you decentralize power from the Fed. So I understand it, but as far as corporations having a vested interest in particular laws being written, you know what I'm saying? The government is just too involved. You don't want them completely uninvolved because you don't want to have 50 different countries in America because all the states will secede, but yeah. But that isn't the main topic. What I'm trying to talk about is that men, particularly back to that uh, casino reference, you are shamed and belittled, berated, insulted, emasculated, and abused to play a rigged game. Now, sometimes that rigged game is marriage. Sometimes it's a cohabitation and a long-term relationship. But at the end of the day, it's like the all-income... With the new laws, the way things are being done, the way that, that personal property is being stolen in family courts, like, from boyfriends of... Not even, like, wife-girlfriend situation, but, like, literally boyfriends are losing their homes because of certain states have dumbass laws. Like, you can't kick your girlfriend out of your house without 30 days' notice. And then she can go cry to a family court about abuse and basically there are loopholes in the system to where she can go take custody of your your home if you're a homeowner so i I hold the stance given that women have that possible that capability or have that available to them i hold the stance that if a woman wants to do it she will so my stance and viewpoint on that is even if you're a homeowner you bust your ass to get what, you know, as far as men bust their ass every day for their resources. Men aren't on welfare. Most welfare is received by women. Most taxes are paid by men. Ultimately, you have to look at it, even though I'm not a full-blown repeal of the 19ther, um, you do have to look at the and consider the fact that men are, in essence, responsible for women financially. Because most of most everybody on welfare is women, a woman. Most everybody paying for that welfare is a man. But nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear that. So, okay, fine. Let's get away from that. Because at the end of the day, that is politics. But looking at the gender dynamics, I don't consider the gender gender dynamics political. It's completely social and relationship-wise, etc. And I can understand how a lot of men may have this stance. I have this stance. I believe that a 
a partner, a life partner, if you will, is essential for health and happiness, etc. But the problem with that is, and I've spoken, I've said this many times, I've stated this stance many times, but we have to understand the differences between each other, men. But for some reason, the the, the male perspective is ignored, and it's the deep. What's the word? They try to essentially get rid of and ignore all male needs, all of the women's role in that relationship. There's no symbi- uh They don't want to have a symbiotic relationship with a man. It's very parasitic. Women are extremely parasitic and predatory when it comes to relationships. And that's not what you need. And unfortunately, because of female standards, because of feminism, because of social media, because of TV and their programming for movies and stuff, I hold the stance that both genders are getting a bad deal. Men, there aren't there are no women on this planet who are ever going to meet your ultimate needs as far as your life may go. And women, because of your hypergamy, and I'm not I'm not going to fault you for your instincts or anything like that. But unfortunately, as a woman, y'all are going to have to realize your needs. There's no man on this earth who can meet your needs. Not every last one of you is going to get a Christian gray. Not every last one of you is up to par of that. And if I may go on a sidebar really quick, now I've had this discuss I've had this discussion with some women about they don't like the gender roles applied to them and the beauty standards, etc. And I may agree with them as far as the fake boobs and requirements for their hair and etc. Um, you, you know, we can have a discussion about those things being ridiculous. But when I bring up that hey, men should be relieved of their roles if women want to do all this education and empowerment shit, then they need to step up and take the role of provider, which they seem to seemingly have not stepped up to, but they just kind of want the financial benefit of being a provider, but they don't want the actual role because when a woman is a provider, nine, I think it's seven, 70% chance that she's going to cheat and divorce the guy she has at home. Therefore, that leads those stats alone. Let's look, let's apply the, the the numbers. Let's look at the numbers and then apply the morality later. Because a lot of people that it's immoral to say a woman should be at home. But if we apply the morality second, we look at the numbers. It looks like women can't sustain being the breadwinners. It, the men have to do it because the women get turned off by that guy. It's a it's usually a miserable marriage, and all she does is resent him and fuck other guys behind his back. Like I said, the, the, I don't know. The, the numbers just don't add up to that being productive. And I'm only looking at it from a pr- perspective of results and productivity. Is that a productive society? Is a society with 75% single mothers productive? I mean, let's just, let's just lay it all out. Let's look at the American black community as a canary in the coal mine for it. I mean, let's look at the rise of single motherhood in other communities. Are these homes producing the best children? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I do know, but I don't want to spew out some shit that y'all are going to call sexist or lead to, I'm, I'm so sick of the shaming tactics. So I'm not, I'm no longer, I'm going to hold this stance. I'm going to lay something out. Y'all are, it's going to be on y'all who's listening to me or anybody else who may have an objection to Google it before coming back to me with arguments or shaming tactics or any of that shit. I'm not going to field shaming tactics. I'm going to say, you know, look at the results of what you are arguing in favor of and then let me know later on whether or not you find that to to be productive or not. Because until you actually get hard numbers on something, 
you're just name calling and I'm sitting here trying to regurgitate what little facts I may have. Excuse that signal. I got a beeper in my car for letting me know when I'm reversing. You don't need to get one of these, they're so awesome. Anyway, give me one second. Sorry. Some ratchet ass media, but I, I again I refuse to monetize my shit because social justice warriors fucking ruin everything. So not being here or there, and I meant not to say that anymore, but we have to consider are we really helping these men, helping society by running around talking all this dumb shit? Talking, using all these bogus ass shaming tactics like who's real man, real man this, step up, be a man, all of these things. You ever notice? And here's the thing I'm starting to notice, and I noticed it before, but I've never put words on it. What a real man is, what a man is in today's day and age, is something is is when you benefit another person. A real man helps out his grandmother's mom. A real man will marry a woman after in a frivolous, rocky relationship that he doesn't want to be in. A real man will step up and raise other men's kids that he doesn't want to raise or he didn't father. A real man will take a bullet for a random black woman he doesn't know because they share a skin color. A real man will step up and help a random woman out when she's being accosted by her boyfriend. All of these things benefit someone else not him these little societal pats on the head do you really give a fuck about those i mean honestly truly guys really do you give a fuck about those and as i put into the description because i'm not going to make this an uber long one but it's in the description we're talking about the family court social security act title 4d title 9 women being the majority of voters men now facing a law in sweden where they have to sit down and pee Men being arrested for misogyny in England. Men being arrested for hitting on women in England. Men being arrested for stare rape. Men being arrested for delinquent child support. While women are killing nine-month-old, you know, pre-born infants. And please don't give me that her body, her rights bullshit. Because it should be my sperm, my money. I'm sorry, I conflate those two issues. A lot of people think I'm full of shit, I sound like a psychopath, but I conflate child support and abortion. These two things simultaneously existing is the, mo- is the most lopsided, chaotic, problematic, and offensive bullshit that I think I've ever heard or seen and experienced. I'm not on child support, but I personally think those things are ridiculous. The fact that those two things exist simultaneously is offensive as fuck to me. I don't, I'm black, right? A lot of racial stuff does no longer offends me. I'm no longer, I don't, I'm out on, I'm out on racial identity and politics because individual black people may have individual needs that they themselves or beliefs that they may differ on and they're all, we differ across lines and cultures and, and upbringings. And we ultimately cannot group up properly. We can never group up properly. So since it seems to be the only time, just like a, the whole real man thing, the only time a lot of black people have the strong racial identity is when they need something from you. So, like with women, I've just said, fuck them. 
throw up the X in front of their face. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Japan, but that's one of the culture things when you're not allowed in somewhere, they throw the X up in your face. Yeah, throw that X up. Fuck them. Anyway, this is a rigged game. It is rigged. Sure, you'll get some sex. Sure, it's fun dealing with the women that are dealing with the that are in their what I like to call the social validation stage. Women in the social validation stage, basically in layman's terms, are women under 28, 29. Some women exit their social validation stage later, like 33, 34, and become the, the I call it like I think it's like social validation in the hypergamy stage. The hypergamy stage is when it's like I need a man with resources. The social validation stage is I need a hot guy, and you know, the their Chads and Tyrone's, Brad's, the the ripped you know, fuck boys who play guitar, shit like that. They need those dudes later in life, not now. So, if you're dealing with women in the social validation stage, maybe everything's great. Maybe you're the, the ripped chat that she really like, and she's fucking your brains out, and you're getting consistent sex. But unfortunately, the hypergamy stage is when women like cut off all the things that you like about the relationship, but then exponentially increase their expectations of you. So it's like. It's like getting a cheap car and then having that car all of a sudden, like six years in, having a car note of the fucking Ferrari and the requirements of a Ferrari and jet fuel. You know what I'm saying? The, it, it's ridiculous. And I don't have a problem with, I wouldn't have a problem with the hypergamy stage if women were, had, had not ripped up their social contract. Now, I can do another episode on that, how MGTOW is simply a response to feminism and a lot of people say it's similarities between that and feminism sure I could say you could say that MGTOW is essentially doing what feminism wants leaving women alone letting them have their cock carousel and then jumping on the government tip afterwards and taking their ball and going home now for those of you who say that's selfish again I have to reiterate on this episode you want them to play a rigged game it's set up for those men to fail, be rejected, be used, be abused, be essentially a tool. And I ask why? What exactly is, are these guys, what exactly do men get out of this? Occasional sex when the average married man, it's above, I personally, I know they say the average married man is having sex twice a week, so that means he's having sex 152, so 104 times a year. But there are marriages out there where sex is once a month, once every two months, twice a month. So let's let's cut that in half. Let's say it's once a week. Let's not even let's just say let's not go with the low average and let's not go with the high one, which I think the, the 104 is kind of high. So let's say that's in between. Let's say, you know, give or take a couple of weeks. So let's say a married man has sex 48 times a year. So that means and sex isn't the only thing. Unfortunately, here, ladies, if there are any women listening, let me explain. And most of you beta cucks who like are pro women, I have to explain this to you as well. So, why sex is important to men? Because male, the males are hands on. Males feel love and and what's the word? They feel love and uh, companionship physically. Women may 
love the actions of a man, i.e. she will, her love is attached to the resources you bring to the table. A male love is attached to her physical being. Now, I mean, now, sure, you could say that's dehumanizing, but loving a man for his wallet is dehumanizing. And I'm not saying the pussy is the only thing that most men care about in a marriage and the wallet is not the only thing most women care about in a marriage, but it's like a prerequisite for marriage at the end of the day. So let's stop pussyfooting around and admit what most of these relationships are. But all that being said, what happens is it's you know men require that and women require this and women for some reason are able to take quote unquote this i.e sex off the table sometimes completely or use it as a weapon or distribute it it's like rations and a lot of this is because of their drives a lot of it's because they marry men they aren't actually turned on by which is why i hate the herb hypergamy stage because you could be hideous to her but she'll marry you just because you have what she needs you're able to give her the lifestyle she wants but she won't give you the wife and companionship and love and, uh, yeah, like I said, love and companionship that you need. She'll happily try to get her needs taken care of, but fuck you, because our society has completely ripped up the female social contract between the two, and they don't engage in symbiotic relationships. They engage in parasitic ones where women are the parasites. And all that being said, I'm not here being sexist. Like I said, I have female family members that I love, adore, love and adore. I love and adore some of my female co-workers. I've had female bosses that I love and respect dearly. So let's not, you know what I'm saying? Let's not get into that, okay? Either or, the game is rigged because of what I just said. Women are able to rip up and completely ignore the man's needs, get all their needs met, down the barrel of a gun because it's enforced via law that husbands provide whatever the wife's needs are. And when I say down the barrel of a gun, laws are enforced down the barrel of a gun. So if you think about this, what you're doing, if you take away the relationship component and the gender component, let's say you and a friend, genderless friend, you, your gender is unknown. So let's say two, two human beings want to enter, engage in a, a partnership because that's what a marriage is or a relationship is. They want to engage in a partnership. Let's say a business. And one partner is going to bring 90%, 99% of the capital for that business. So he's essentially bringing the business to the table and the other person is kind of just coming along, helping clean up, clean up after the business. Uh, help the prim- primary earner of that business, kind of take care of the business, etc. right? They will reap all the benefits of that business, but essentially contribute nothing. And if at any moment, the person who didn't bring shit to the business wants to dis- dissolve what little they were expected to bring, the cleaning of the business, the take- caretaking of the business, etc. If they want to withdraw all that and kind of do their own thing because their feelings or the fact that they fi- they see another business venture out there that they prefer because quote-unquote hypergamy so y'all get what i'm talking about now the game is so rigged that person could dissolve that partnership take half of the business that they didn't bring half into make that business run with half of its resources and still can take contributions from the profits of that business for life if that business partnership lasted over 10 years answer me how that's not rigged it's a rigged fucking game. And to ask why the fuck should any man play this rigged game because you want to call him a real man and you want to give him a little pats on the head and congratulate him for playing your little rigged game 
with which he stands to lose everything, it does not make him a fake man or a real man or any of that shit. You're a man. And if you want to make to make the smart decision of not playing this rigged game, then I completely applaud you for doing so. And I understand the need and desire to play this game. But I also understand the smart men and some men who are involuntarily not even involved in the game, the TFL and incel, and I'm not using those words derogatory, as, you know, it's a derogatory remark, but those guys who are involuntary not in the game and you're begging and you're thinking down deep down in your hearts that you want to be, trust me, the universe only gives you what you can handle. And the fact that you have involuntarily been left out from this game is actually a good thing. And those of us that have been got, who have been quote unquote got, or already dealt with this game, well, we had to take that L and try to save as many men as we can. So I applaud some of you monks or you guys that are actual MGTOWs and you red pillars who have tried to figure out your way through that game outside of the, the, the real red pill, not the PUA red pill, and have tried to play the game and rig it in their direction. And there are maybe ways you can do that. And maybe your the juice is worth the squeeze for you. But I'm going on and on and on. Ultimately, it's a rigged game. I would say don't play. If you can find a way to cheat, cheat it. Get in, get out. <laughs> Never put in more than what you get back. And always remember to take care of the man that you see in the mirror. Because you're the only one that's going to take care of that person. That's all today, guys. Again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm getting more and more listeners on the podcast. Shout out to every last one of y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate every last one of you, even if you're a hater. I appreciate you too. I'm out.